Near FM presents The Tea Lady by Tara Maria Lovett. I think the fear of drawing him, whoever he is, on us is long past. Now can you tell me what is going on? Amber, all that money on education isn't a thing clear we've been kidnapped. <laughs> but you're who would kidnap us? Maybe it is not kidnap as kidnap is for someone who wants you back. No one wants us back. Maybe it's an abduction. Yes, an abduction, that's it. Now shush. But ma'am... I am getting a pain. Where? In my gluteus maximus. In English, Amber, you're making no sense. My bottom. Oh, nothing to be done then. But... I would love lemonade. Really zesty, fizzy lemonade. Sharp, bubbly, bright. But it's not to be had. And am I moaning about it? No, I'm not. Things must be endured. Things must be accepted as they are. Accepted? Are you writing yourself? Did you bang your head? How can you accept being kidnapped at gunpoint? I can't accept this. We have to get out of here. We have to get out of here. We have to get out of here. We need to do it now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now before this kidnapper does something to us. I told you we're not kidnapped. Kidnapped is is hostages and and golden coins in exchange for a life. Kidnapped is tears and people to fret and and newspapers and fuss. Release and freedom and all that. And that's not this. What is this? Something else entirely. Is he going to kill us? Well, sorry, but I am not ready to die. And I'm going to graduate next year and be a surgeon. Shh! Tea, ladies. Dermot? Ma'am, do you know him? His voice, maybe. Tea, ladies. This is a dream, maybe. Your voice, Dermot. Amber's voice, the questions. Is it a dream, maybe? What do you think, Dermot? Is this just the set of an old dream, maybe? Whispers, dust, boiling kettle. A dream? Oh, no. No dream, Amelia. It's hard to tell what's real and what's not in the dark, Dermot. All things can be remedied. 
Well, almost all. I can take the mask off, if you'd like, and untie you. Oh, do. That would be nice. You look well, Amelia. So well. Hardly any wrinkles. You look like cold cow shite. Ma'am, do you know him? Ma'am, how do you know this guy? How do you know his name? I don't think you should insult him. You'll make him angry. Have no fear, child. It's not possible to insult Dermot. To insult a person, they have to have, have a feeling bit, a soft pink bit inside themselves. And he has no such bit. Have you, Dermot? Ah, <laughs> oh, Amelia, the blade never dulled. Take the hood off and untie her. We both know it makes no matter now. As you wish, Amelia. No, I'm grand. I'm happy enough with my hood on and my ties. I am happy enough, Mr. Kidnapper. I just want to stay in the audience for this, whatever this is. Daughter, there is no audience for this. No, no, please don't. No, 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 no. I haven't seen anything I shouldn't have. I have me eyes shut. 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 I swear I have. I swear. Shh, Amber, 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 settle yourself. Settle yourself, child. Shh. This must be bad then. Why? You have taken my hand. The last time you took my hand was on my confirmation day. And me afraid of the bishop with his severe looks and gnarly nose and missing teeth. I could find no holy spirit in the folds of his cloak. I didn't want him near me, and you took me by the hand and whispered, Settle, Amber, settle. The spirit will come in any event. Now why are you standing up, Amber? Going somewhere? Will you have some tea? I am going somewhere. But we are about to have tea. I don't care for tea. I should like to go home. Sit down, Amber. No, ma'am. I am 25, and to be a surgeon, and I will stand up and walk about if I like. And this Dermot fella can't stop me. Sit down, Amber, please. You're making a show yourself. No, ma'am. In this case, you have lost the moral high ground of telling me I am making a holy show of myself. The moment I got tossed in a van with some mad fella you seem to know... And here we are, threatened with God knows what. Me, making a holy show of myself, became a very small detail I think you will just have to endure. Amber, sit down, please. There's no call for this carry-on. No call? You're having a laugh. Now, Amber, do as Mammy says. Sit down. She used the magic word. No, I'll not be sitting down, Mr. Whoever you are, kidnapper. I am leaving. Oh, very good. There is nothing I admire more than a decisive woman. And uh, when you leave, uh, what shall you do then, lady? Save us both, of course, and have you arrested. And only an Egypt would ask such a thing. Only he is no Egypt pet. He's many things, but he's no Egypt. I'm leaving. I don't care what he is. As you wish. I really am. Indeed. This minute. Yes. This very minute. Oh, surely. I'll get help, ma'am. I'll save us. This minute. This very minute. Uh, we will wait here for you so, uh, won't we, Amelia? Uh, be careful, and uh, maybe a coat. 
I think it is fit to rain. There is a bit of a grey pebble dash in those clouds. We don't want you to catch a cold. I am not afraid of the cold. I am going, and you can't stop me, no matter how hard you try. I wouldn't delay you. You are an idiot, and not a very nice man, Mr. Dermot. I have missed you, Amelia. And I you. Like piles and the plague. Oh, come now, no bitterness. We have had such times. Oh, leave me be, Dermot. You've no right to be kissing then or now. That was never part of it. No, but all those years I wanted to kiss you, and now I feel free to do it. Things have always been so professional between us, and now, the last day of employment, it is so freeing. Freeing for who? Why, all of us. I remember the first day I recruited you. It was so easy. Nearly as easy as making a cup of tea. I knew you would do anything. That was your sort. Mothers, they will do anything for their own. That is why I chose you. What mother would not spill blood to keep her own safe and near? To keep Amber safe and near. I spilt no blood. Oh, come now. There are plenty of headstones on account of you. I spilt no blood, only gave them tea. I just, I just gave them tea. (laughs) Exactly. Tea. Tea. Remember the first day we met? The first day I recruited you? Spring. A spring day. Miss Amelia Brown. No, my name is not Brown. You must have made a mistake. My name is Minnie Flannery. Of course, if you say so. I do. I do say so. I have my television licence to prove it. Of course you do. If he wasn't the television licence inspector, who the hell was he? He had blue bottle eyes and he smelt of cinnamon. He was official looking, government looking. But he had no clipboard, and them sorts always have a clipboard. They're extra limb. He looked at me as as something he might nibble or, or toss away. He hadn't quite decided. His smile said, I'm not happy, I'm not sad, and I will get my way. I should have been more scared than I was. I should have been more scared. Aren't you going to ask me? Ask you what? Ask me in for tea. But I don't know you. But I am a visitor, and we are both in Ireland, and both Irish, so the next thing that happens here is that you ask me in for tea. No, I... I... Now comes the part when I should have rung the guard. Amber would have been home from school now, and now is the time to ring them. But I just stood there staring at him, his blue bottle eyes in the rain. He smiled again, and his sharp teeth were as white as a row of communion dresses dancing in his mouth. And why, oh why did he smell of cinnamon? Come along now, Amelia Brown. One small cup of tea won't hurt. 
Your country needs you. I am no Amelia Brown, if you will excuse me. But Amelia, your country needs you. (laughs) Sorry, sir, but unless war has broken out since I last checked the news, your declaration is the height of stupid. We are not at war. My country does not need me, but my wet washing does. Now, good day to you. Your country needs you and will either pay you or punish you. Good day. Day. Amber, such a pretty name for your daughter, and she is so very precious, is she not? You are Amber. Your daughter, maybe. Um, there's, there's... No way to escape. No. So, how was the outside world uh, in life? Wet. Indeed. Ma'am, tis an island, but the smallest island I ever did see. More of a rock than an island. It's in the middle of the sea, I think. The water is salty. If you were thirsty, you should have had the tea when it was offered. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Amber. I am after walking the whole thing in ten minutes, and that joke there laughing at me the whole time. For shame. I would never laugh at a lady. Ma'am, why are we here? Tell me. Do not ask that which is against your love. You are naked before heaven. What you hide will be revealed. Whatever is veiled will be unveiled. The Gospel of St. Thomas. Don't quote your stunted scripture at me. You have the tongue of a cat, all barbs and lies. Well, you are the one holding the truth, Amelia. Amelia Brown. Ma'am, why does he keep calling you Amelia Brown? Tis a fierce Hollywood name and doesn't suit you at all. Tell her. Tell her it all so we can get on with this retirement party and loose ends. You know how I hate loose ends. Ma'am, tell me what? Amelia Brown, uh, mother of Amber Brown. But who is Amber Brown? Born 23rd of May, 1980. Mother, Amelia Brown. Father, unknown. Not unknown, not unknown. Stop bringing it on back. I had it all, didn't I, that first day I met you? I had the whole sorry story. I had the lie you kept hidden, Amelia, and it made the recruiting of you so easy. The recruiting of the tea lady. And all because of precious Amber. Such a lovely name for a child. Amber. I had such a feeling for him at that moment of hate and emptiness and nothing else. It was treacle in my chest when he said your name, Amber. It made me dizzy and it made me calm all at the one time. God above knows what to do with such a fierce feeling for you, Amber. Your name. But he knew what to do with it. He knew. There was nothing to be done but bring him in for tea. So I did. Thank you. 
Amber is such a pretty name for a child. I called you child after a stone I saw in an Indian shop in Dulik. Oh, it was the prettiest thing I'd ever seen. Sunlight behind a cloud, honey caught solid in stone. That's what it was. I called you after the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen before I first saw you. Your father was a jockey. And we did go over to Beecher's Brook at the back of the disco at Crossakeel. He was going to win the derby, told me that night, and take me to Paris to the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe and the rest. He was small, light, but tough, like quality shiny plastic. His hair was rusty wire wool and he had passion scorched cheeks. I loved him from the first and after. We'd marry and all would be right. He was that excited about you. He was crushed under hoof of a grey mare and left half his brain in the sod. A quick death, they said. A good death for one so fresh, so clever. He left me, you, grown inside me. The most wanted child in the whole world. And yet, not allowed. Not allowed at all. Amber. A grand name. Uh, Your country needs you, and you are not in a position to refuse. Now, for the lovely Amber's sake and your own, you will do as I ask. You know. Of course. It is my business to know. My name is Dermot Brannock, and I am from the Department of Knowing Everything. It is a subsection of the Department of Getting Things Done That Need to be done. I have no idea what you're talking about. And now I am very afraid. Good. Child abduction is a capital offence. Amber is mine. She is mine and you can't abduct something that is yours, body and bone. Now we both know that is not quite the truth. And nothing but the truth, so help you God. Amber is mine! Biologically, but not technically. He knew it all. The whole story. You slid out of me onto one of them grey blankets like you'd see a hunger striker wrapped in. Oh, but you were a golden child against it. All mine. All mine. The sound of horses and hooves in my ears and all mine. Give over the child now. It'll make it easier. You still had milk on your mouth. My milk when they took you away to a separate room, all sealed and signed for, and to be collected the next day and adopted to America. The best thing for a child not allowed and illegitimate. I'd had you in a convent, see. Not much of a welcome for a child of a jockeying. Shouldn't have happened before marriage. I had signed you over and you were to be taken the next morning like a new pup, away, a new home, a new name already given to you, 
Mary White. That wasn't golden. But I got up on the night and ran away with you and disappeared entirely and knew for sure there wasn't a judge in the country that would leave me keep you if I was caught. I had to make a new name and a new life. And I did. How do you know about Amber? There is nothing I don't know. I will give you whatever you want to leave us alone. I know you will. That is the beauty of this. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Uh, do up your blouse, please. Uh, have you any Marietta's? No, none. Now, what do you want to keep the secret of Amber safe and sound? Oh, it is not what I want. It is what your country needs you to do. It is your duty. What is my duty? Your tea is getting cold. But I don't want any tea. Eh, wastefulness is a sin. It seems this day is full of sin between abduction and wantonness. In my own kitchen you have turned me into a whore and are sitting here sipping my tea, asking for biscuits. It would be kindness now to come straight to it and be cleared with me to what is required to keep my daughter safe with me. Indeed. There are people who are inconvenient for the state. People who do not match the the ethical, moral, political, social, cultural values of our society. And people who are spoiling the broth. Spoiling the broth? Spoiling the... What broth? I don't understand. Oh, do pay attention. Though maybe... It is not so important for you to understand as you're only to be a foot soldier. But let me try again. The state needs to control dissenting voices and you need to do your bit. The state needs you to kill these dissenting voices, some now, some later as the need arises. Some people who need to be removed, but calmly and quietly, without notice. Without fuss, without fear or favour, without hesitation. This is the job you can do for us. Why me? Because a mother will kill to protect her own and keep them close. That's science. Simple. This is madness. I'm calling the guardy. <laughs> that would be a pity, Amelia, and a terrible mistake. You see, I am the guardy, the army, the navy the civil defence, the church. All things are controlled by me and my type. I am all things and nothing at the same time. They don't know what I am doing, but they know enough to know that Dermot is to be left alone to do it. I am the man who does what needs to be done. If you call the guardie, they will simply will not come. Everything is arranged that way, you see. So to call anyone would be silly. Simply silly. Ma'am, this fella seems to be giving the plot of Mission Impossible here, but I see no Tom Cruise. Now what the hell is he going on about? Had to hold on to you. That's all that mattered then and now. That's all I had. I did what I had to do. 
She did. And your mother was so good at it. Tell her how well I prepared you. No. Preparing her for what? I was so good at my job. What job? Me being good at my job made your mother good at hers. I even brought her to the fun fair as a cover for her first briefing. Amelia, would you like a turn on the Ferris wheel? No, and call me by my name, Minnie. As you wish. Here. What's in the envelope? Your instructions. My instructions? My instructions. A photo and a name and address. And a small wee bottle and tickets for the Kilbegan races. He looked at me with his blue bottle eyes and adjusted his hair. Then threw me a kind of smile with his sharp teeth. It was a smile that would thaw and chill you all at the one time. The smile was a lie. But that first day, it was a lie that I wanted to see. Who is he? Why is he inconvenient? Why is he descending? As a general rule, you will find it is better not to know. It is best not to dwell on the who's who, as it were. It is the what that is at the heart of the matter, and that has been decided by those higher up. This is a cleansing service. A cleansing service? This is murder, and you are making me an assassin, and is not half as glamorous as they make it out to be. But take heart. This cleansing service is taking care of Amber and her education. She wants to be a surgeon. Isn't that what you told me? I told you nothing about her. I guess this just comes under the heading of me knowing everything. What's in the vibe? The method. Colourless, odourless, tasteless. And most importantly, lethal in three days. And will mimic a variety of common gardener complaints. Bad enough to kill you. Now, the delivery system. The delivery system? Tea. Tea. The perfect Irish delivery system. What else? A stroke of total genius. Who would not be trusting the innocence of the dunking, the colour change, urine yellow to golden to bog brown, and the smell of tea? Unmistakable. Sugar or not, milk or not, lemon or not. So many choices, and yet who cares? It is all so innocent. What harm could come to one having tea? None under the eyes of God. That's the brilliance of it. So that's why, ma'am. What's why? Why we never had tea in the house after my seventh birthday. How it became a forbidden thing. I remember you coming home late at night, smelling of horses and tossing the tea urn into the fire. Every last bag. And I watched it burn. And you cried. It was the last time I saw you cry. So now you have it all. I did what I had to do. Tea. It was such a forbidden thing at home. When I went to college, it was the first thing I bought. My own teapot. Bright red. God, there was something so darling about it. The swirling colours, the water darkens with the forbidden bag. The white milk, innocent, adultering the whole thing. 
and I had it naked. Randy, no sugar, natural, only itself and the milk. Sure now I'm a slave to it entirely, but you can't never drink it in front of you. So like I said, now you know. Now you know it all. I was an assassin to keep you safe. It was a price had to be paid, and I would pay it again and again and again for you, Amber. I was an assassin. Well, technically, once one, always one, and therein lies the problem. It was never like the telly. I never had to wear a lycra and a mask. Never had the figure for it. I never had to do it up close and personal. Sure it was. She'd have tea. Just the one cup. A little something to hold in your hand. So simple a system. And there was always a way. I was never noticed, for I am plain to see. Ordinary, forgettable, unrememberable. Unrememberable. Is that a word at all? It's not. Oh, is it not? No. Should be. Unrememberable. A good word for it. You killed people. I did it for you. Why? I never asked you to. I had to keep you. You've heard it all. To keep you. To keep you safe and close. To make you a surgeon. I don't want to be a surgeon now. Amber! Oh, come now. Don't be so harsh and dramatic, Amber. Don't judge. Your mother was good at her job. If you were half the surgeon she was an assassin, you'd be doing very well. A little rusty at the beginning now. That first time, remember, Amelia? That was the cruelty of you. The downright cruelty. You had me do my first one at a race meeting. Begging races. And you knew. Knew it all. You knew. Totally necessary. The litmus test put you in an emotionally turbulent situation and see could you still perform, even with the grief poking at you. James Cashman. I will always remember his name. It's a lovely day for the races. It is. It's a bit breezy. It is. Good crowd. There is. Might rain later. (laughs) It might. Horses don't mind the rain, though. No, no, they don't. Ah, great day altogether. Uh, Great. Fierce good weather for the ground. It is. Now, Christ high up and Peter low down. I couldn't imagine why this poor, harmless Egypt needed killing. All the talking was making it harder. He had the eyes of a child, watching the horses running up and down, round and around. I had seen him clapping at the end of the last race. I mean, no one claps at the horse. You shout, jump, but clap. And the other men didn't seem to do that. And then... Do you hear them? Who? Oh, the horses. Their hooves. The brown cut turf sound. The shadows of them lining up, peeling away at the start. Shadows of all our dreams. I suppose our dreams are all flying, desperate to win. Now I'd never heard a man talk like that before or since. He painted pictures with his words, a pure poet. He was one. 
I read that in his obituary after in the Irish Times. He'd been writing stuff against church, government and God knows who else. There was danger in his words. He was getting good ideas and good was getting them dead. They were afraid he would end up on the leaving cert in the end up with his funny ideas and that couldn't be allowed to happen. He had to be stopped. My wee daughter would love this. She wants me to get a pony. A pansy pink magic pony and a wee girl. I'm having trouble finding one for her in that colour. I couldn't wait any longer. My mind now on the wee girl. My friend is supposed to have gone for tea, but probably met somebody and is talking. I'm away to get my own. Will you have one with me? I'd love one, but I'll go, sure. Oh, no, no. You stay here and keep my spot. We have a great view for the next race, and I don't want to give it up. There you go. Oh, thanks. You're very kind. He never noticed my voice was weak and my hand shaking as I handed it to him. He must have thought it was the cold. All I wanted to do was run away. Oh, oh geez, that, that that's lovely. Just right. There's nothing like a nice cup of tea. I, I'd better go and look for my friends. Uh, how much do I owe you for the tea? Oh, not a thing. Not a thing. I hope you find it. What? what? The pansy pink magic pony. What did I say that for? And Noni hadn't a prayer for it. That was him. My first. James Cashman. Born 2nd of March 1963. Died April 4th, 1987. Cause of death. Natural causes, the coroner said. Amber, say something. What? What would you have me say? I did it for you, to keep you. This is all very touchy, but it is retirement time and time for assets to be liquidated. And Amelia, you are an asset. Liquidated? You make me sound like a smoothie. It is a pity Amber was with you. Amber, you were supposed to be in Amsterdam with your pot-smoking hippie boyfriend. Pot-smoking? We broke up. Pity, but I can't have witnesses. Pot-smoking? Witnesses of what? Pot-smoking? Is that drugs? It's drugs, ma'am. It's drugs. Jesus. But you're to be a surgeon. Why do you have a gun? You'll not get away with killing us both. Tis not possible. Oh, and that's where you are wrong. I was recruited to serve my country, elevated. I recruited your mother in turn to do the necessary jobs. She was my asset, and no one knows of her existence but me. When she is gone, there is no trace of anything done at all. All those cups of tea, and no trace of anything done at all. And once you and your mother are gone, tis perfect. That's the genius of this. How many, ma'am? If no one is asking you, don't you talk for me. You have your gun, and sure enough the last word, but not this word. How many did you kill to keep me? Fifty-two. Jesus fuck. Was I worth it, ma'am? God hasn't made the number to mark your work to me. 
though I will burn in hell for each of the 52. You will burn. I know. Uh, Now, all very nice touching. Uh, But maybe we could all just have a nice cup of tea. Uh, Yours with the contents of the vial, of course. And we'll all be done. I don't drink tea. I know, which is why I brought the gun. But it will be so much cleaner. Leave Amber go, please, Dermot. She's a good girl and to be a surgeon. Oh, that's it, ma'am. The surgeon, the surgeon. Always the surgeon. What about the rest of me? Oh, shush, child. Stop talking now. Leave me to handle this. She'll say nothing, Dermot. I swear, she's a good girl. Ah, Amelia, you know it doesn't work like that. I am a virgin. Amber! That's nice. I am a virgin. I should hope so. I want a ride before I go. Amber! I have a right to a ride before I go to the great beyond where such a thing might not be possible or necessary. I have a right not to die wondering. Now, Mr. Government Man, are you going to oblige me? Don't be ridiculous. Oh, come now. I'd say you could. I would say you are lively enough. I couldn't possibly. Not part of the job spec. Amber, no, you can't. It's disgusting. Amber, leave him be. No more telling me what I can and can't do. No more. You are in no position. Now go out into the rain if you can't watch. (laughs) Amber, what have you done? What needed to be done? I learnt that off of you. Amber, what have you done? The Altanto occipital joint so easy snapped if twisted the right way. Him thinking it was the movement of my high passion and not realising that all those anatomy lessons might be someday put to good use. He never believed I could make a surgeon. That was his mistake. His worst mistake. We put him in the sea outside and let the waves take him. Dermot... The man who didn't exist in any case, any more than my mother the tea lady ever existed. I was no virgin that day. That was only said for effect, and for my mother. You have to be careful what you admit in front of your mum. We got home from that rock on a passing trawler. We never spoke of anything that was said or passed on that rock. Mam lived on another ten years after that, long enough to see me a surgeon. In her doting, in the end up, the strangest thing came on her. She had the fiercest thirst, fiercest for tea. I could never understand that. But she couldn't be filled with it. Couldn't.
You've just been listening to The Tea Lady by Tara Maria Lovett. The play was directed by Declan Cahill. Minnie was played by Mary McNamara. Amber was played by Neve Murphy. Dermot was played by Peter Pryor. And James was played by Declan Cahill. Script advice by Lisa Tierney Kyo. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.